how well have the Badgers recruited the cornerback room from 2019 through 2023? And is it good enough to compete for a Big Ten title? We'll talk about that next. Welcome to the Bucky Report, your destination for all things Wisconsin Badgers. Authentic takes. Oh, my God. Game analysis. Touchdown, Badgers. Ring one up. And discussion from the fan perspective. Thanks for joining us and on Wisconsin. What is up, Badger fans? Welcome again to another one of my little deep dives into Badger corner, or Badger recruiting. We're going to take a look at the cornerbacks today. First off, I'd like to say happy holidays and Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, one of the things I wanted to dive into before we go any deeper on this, number one, I want to be clear. I use the composite average when we talk about these positions, but I don't want people to take a look at that and think that that's the be-all end-all to what I'm looking at in terms of a position group. Um, it gives us an idea of where where the good teams or the teams that we're trying to stack up with, what their talent level is, but we can never look on it on a the basis of a individual player and think that that is a indictment on that particular player what or or that that is their given talent level um recruiting services miss uh, as much as we like to think a player is something it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to pan out when they get to the college level but it does give us a basis to kind of look at it, it's i look at it kind of as a baseline of what their athleticism or talent level is coming in and those are two separate things to be clear um, so one of the things I, I really like to look at when I when I take a look at things like this is do the recruiting average and what I see on film and when I look at a player seem to be similar or are, do they seem like they're in line? Um, so we'll dive into Wisconsin here real quick. From 2019 to 2023, the recruiting average that we had during that time was a composite average of 0.8694. During that time, we brought in 10 players. We'll break them down real quick here. In 2019, we brought in Titus Toller, who is a .8848, Samar Melvin, who is a .8711, and James Williams, who is a .8519. In 2021, we brought in Ricardo Hallman, who is a .8722, and Al Ashford, who is a .8585. In 2022, we had... Avion Jones at 0.8574 and a Corey Lied at 0.8748. And then this last cycle, we brought in Jace Arnold, who is a 0.8739, AJ Tisdale, who is a 0.8719, and Jonas DeClona, who was a 0.8778. Now, out of that group, Jonas DeClona was a player that was a Cincinnati commit that was brought over when Luke Fickle came over. The other two guys were, were already in the, the group. So right off the bat, we brought in 10 players during this time. Six of those guys are gone, uh, which, to be quite honest, it's pretty clear that the coaching staff, the new staff, had a different view of what they were looking for in a cornerback room than what was previously there. We have one guy who is a, who I like to consider a hit, which was Ricardo Hallman. Um, clearly, he was, I believe, third-team All-American and was a guy who was all, had some All-Big Ten honor, honors. Um, he had an incredible season. Uh, is really good for us, and he was a guy who actually had some recruiting pedigree. Um, he, I know he was a four-star in at least one service, so he was a guy that was well thought of in that regard to an extent. Um, 
one thing I want to be clear here. Titus Toller had the highest average. He did not play corner. He was moved to safety almost right off the bat. And the second highest guy that we have out of that group then is a player that was brought in by Luke Fickle. I feel like that kind of tells you all you need to know about how we've recruited that room coming into this point. Um, this, much like defensive line, is an area that we really have not been able to get the talent level up to what is required in order for us to truly compete with the top-level teams. And I've said it before, I think that if you want to get in the ballpark where you start getting to the talent level where you, you can compete, it's typically in that 0.88 to 0.9 composite range that I think is the fringe that we need to at least get to to be able to put together a talent base strong enough that we can knock off those teams here and there. Um, 2024, we we uh, we accomplished that. And I actually think that some of these guys were actually under-evaluated or, or have lower composite range averages than what they should. In 2024, we had Xavier Lucas, who's a .8808. Jay Harper is a .8769. And Emilio Agard, who's a .8973. Of those, they all have a really good athleticism. Um, Lucas is a 6'1 kid, 6 foot, 6'1", long, can really run. He is a guy who I think that I feel like he's an illegitimate four-star guy. I, I, I feel like the the composite on him is low. Um, I think that he'll he'll prove that out. I and mean, he's a guy that we have not had in that room. I don't even know how far back we'd have to go. I can't remember us having a 6'1 kid who can really run and has really great athleticism and ball skills. Um, Agard, he's a guy who I think can play on the outside in college. Very, very good technique. Incredible short burst quickness with him. He just he stays on a guy's hip like no incoming corner recruit I have ever seen for Wisconsin. I love his film. He's a guy who I have a really high ceiling on going forward. Um, I think that he he has a chance to be special. I think he has a chance to be in the two deep starting right away this next year in the slot. Um, he'll probably have to bulk up a little bit to play on the outside. But I think that he's just so talented that he'll be able to get in there. I think Luke's is a guy that can potentially – uh, push at that spot. Um, but yeah, the point the composite being in the 2024 class is 0.885. So we're right in that range. And I actually think, like I said, I think it's a little lower than where it should be. I honestly think that we're probably closer to a, a 0.89 or even nine. Like I think two of those guys should have been easily composite four stars. Agar to me is it if I would if I were to put a grade on him, he is a little undersized, but I would probably have said that he's a 92. Like he he is I watch his film and I have not seen a guy with his technique and coverage skills at Wisconsin since probably dating back to um, Jamar Fletcher. Like that was a guy who could flat out cause problems and lock somebody down. Going forward here, looking Lucas, I think is a guy who has a huge ceiling. And I think that he is a guy who, when we, when I talk about a guy who I think could go to the NFL and be a really good coverage corner in the NFL, if he hits the ceiling, I think he's capable of that. Um, so I feel like we've really upgraded this group. Now I want to take a comparison to what, where we need to be when I say that 88 to 90 range, how do our contemporaries or teams that we want to compete with, how are they recruiting that position? And the first thing I'll say off of that is Michigan, their average, when I took a look at them over that same time period was a 0.9123, which puts them clearly into the, the four-star range. Now I 
do believe that this average was bumped up a good bit because they did have a five-star guy in Will Johnson in 2022 who really pushed up that number. Um, but that being said, they still are probably well over the, the 0.9 range looking at them. Penn State, who during that time frame was a 0.8923, that's likely a team that we could compete with at the cornerback position. Um, I think that they they consistently bring in four stars, but they're not getting guys that are, you know, in that 92, 93 range very often. Um, so they're, that's a that's a recruiting area that I feel like we're capable of getting to. And then Ohio State, I look at them and they are at a 0.9421. And that is off the charts. Like we're not going to compete with that. But the fact that we are seven, eight points off of that tells you all you need to know. We need to get our average closer to being five or less to really be able to compete with the type of athletes that they're bringing in. And maybe you start hitting on a couple of guys that turn out to be really good players. But taking a look at this, it, the biggest thing to me, if we look at this going forward is we are upgrading the, the length and athleticism that's in this group. And it's something that has really needed to happen. And when I look back at the guys that we brought in, they were, there is a substantial difference in terms of the type of guys we're bringing in. They are, Typically in the past were guys who were more technicians. They are guys who high floor who are high floor guys, but probably lacked the physical upside that you would like to see in the cornerback room. Most of them were in the 5'8 to 5'10 range and lacked the the true high-end length and and speed that you would like to have on the outside. And it showed. We play teams like Ohio State, and while they would they would compete. They weren't capable of holding those guys down for entire games, and they would eventually get beat, and they would end up costing us. That's something that you hope to take away. You want to be able to have guys that can can hang for an entire game and, and put you in position to win. And I feel like that's something that we have really accomplished so far. And I think that going forward, I think that they've done a, a really good job setting the foundation to have us have the type of cornerback room that we need to hang with these teams over the course of an entire game. So – let me know what you guys think. You know, taking a look at this, please reach out with any comments that you have on the, the on YouTube. Uh, if you want to send an email, it's obviously the Bucky Report at gmail.com. And we'll definitely discuss it. Um, but yeah, I think this is a position that we're we're seeing things move in the right direction to get to where we need to in terms of putting the defense on a higher level than we've ever been in terms of cornerback recruiting. And going forward, just one last thing I want to say. Rajiv and I are on the goal of trying to get to 1,000 1, subscribers before the end of the year. We're pretty close right now. We're in the 930 range, and we're pushing towards that. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe. You know, if you want to, if you really like what you hear, go ahead and click like. And if you want to see the live shows, go ahead and click the notify link, and it should send you a notification telling you that we're going to go live we love hearing from you guys. We love being able to respond to your comments. We really like having the dialogue and having you guys be a part of the community. You know, we, we started all this, you know, branching off from Ryan on lockdown and the great community that he's built in the discord there. So feel free to reach out if there's anything you guys have. We love, you know, interacting with you guys and really appreciate everything you guys have done. With that said, you guys have great holidays and I will see you again, probably heading into the new year. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Bucky Report or The Bucky Report Podcast from wherever you get your content. Until next time, on Wisconsin. Wisconsin.